Hear again these words from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 11. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. For look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. Every detail of the birth narrative is stunning, but I want us to focus on one particular detail this evening, and that is the presence of fear in this story. In verse 9, the response of the shepherds to the glory of the Lord was terror. Not excitement, not elation, but terror. And the angel's first words then to the shepherds are, don't be afraid. Now, this was a common refrain in all the places where the angel of the Lord appeared. The angel spoke these very same words to Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist. And he spoke the same words to Mary, the mother of Jesus. And he spoke the same words to Joseph, the earthly father of Jesus. And why was this necessary? Well, there seems to be a practical reason. These were sudden and startling visitations. I mean, if your living room was filled tonight with the stunning glory of the Lord, you would lose your composure even just a little bit. You would be quite startled, even terrified. But I think the angel's instructions are more than just practical. I take them to be diagnostic. Fear is not just the emotion of the moment, but it's the very essence of our existence in a sin-marked world. The shepherds lived in fear of more than just the heavenly visitors, and so do we. What is fear's origin? Have you ever thought about where did fear come from? God did not create this world with fear. The Garden of Eden was a fearless place. There was no fear of death or sickness or starvation or shame or God. But that fearless existence changed when Adam and Eve rebelled against God. We're told in Genesis chapter 3, verse 10, that after they ate from the forbidden tree, they hid from God because they were afraid. Their fear is with us still to this day. Fear is not natural to God's creation. Rather, fear is the fruit of our sinful rebellion. We love with, live with such a, a pervasive sense of fear that I don't think we realize how much it impacts our lives. It's kind of like this. I spoke with a friend recently who had made a significant dietary change for health reasons. And as he reflected on the positive impact of that dietary change, he said, I didn't realize that I wasn't supposed to feel bad all the time. I just thought feeling bad was normal. And fear is like that. We think it's normal. We don't recognize how pervasive fear is in our lives because we've always lived with it. Fear is present in our health choices, our medical treatments, our medicines, even our use of seatbelts. Fear is the cause of our sleeplessness. 
Fear is a motivator in our parenting. Fear dictates our financial choices. Why do we have cell phone apps that tell us where our family members are at every moment? And why do we have alarms on our homes and our cars? Why do we have doorbells with video cameras? Why do we have watches that track our heart rates? Among the myriad of reasons that would justify such things, fear is a common reason. Even choices as simple as getting family photos during the holiday season can be motivated by the fear that this might be the last time we're all together. Fear drives public policy, political decisions, and international relations. Fear crosses every border and exists in every culture. It dictates foreign policy. It's a player in every international conflict, every war. Fear is like an invasive species that is unnatural to our creation, but has come to define our very existence. The shepherds were terrified, and so are we. How do we fix it? How do we eradicate fear? With more money, better medicine, better relationships, would these things eliminate our fear? Not at all. There's no solution to be found within our fearful existence. And the fact that there is no solution for our fear from within this experience of fear should probably lead to a little more fear. But the angel of the Lord said this, Do not be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the city of David, a Savior was born for you who is the Messiah, the Lord. So there is a solution for our fear. It's the solution for all people of every culture, every country, every variety of human experience. And this solution doesn't come from us but it comes from outside of our fearful existence. And the solution to our fear comes from our compassionate Creator, whom we have rebelled against to begin with. He will not leave us in the fear that we brought into this world. He will rescue us from it. The solution for your fear is God Himself. In verse 11, he is called our Savior, the Messiah, the Lord. He is Mary's son, the incarnate word, Emmanuel, God with us. And his victory over fear is not pending. The angel does not deliver potential good news. It is good news here and now that the Savior was born. What if the shepherds rejected this good news? Thanks, angels, for the baby, but if we only had ten more sheep, we'd be good. We don't really need a baby. We need camping gear. We don't need a baby. We need better political relations between Jerusalem and Rome. As silly as that might sound, people reject the Savior all the time in favor of their own solutions and desires. But those who belong to Jesus are able to live today without fear, even though we live surrounded by fearful situations. The shepherds, Zechariah, 
Mary and Joseph, their stories all began with fear and then moved to joy when they came to understand the significance of the Christ child. Their move from fear to joy was not just for them as players in this story, but it's the great exchange for every person who embraces Jesus Christ as their Savior. One vivid example of this is found in the New Testament book of Hebrews. The writer of the book of Hebrews described the terrifying suffering of Christian people in Hebrews chapter 11. And then in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 6, the writer said this, We may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. That's the confession for everyone who walks with Jesus Christ. Those who belong to Jesus are able to live today without fear, not just today, but forevermore without fear. Towards the end of the New Testament, we're given a stunning description of God's eternal kingdom. And this is how God's eternal kingdom is described in Revelation chapter 21, verses 3 and 4. God's dwelling is with humanity. And He will live with them. They will be His peoples. And God Himself will be with them and will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Grief, crying, and pain will be no more because the previous things have passed away. Without God, life is terrifying. With God, our eternity will be fearless. We will not fear sickness or separation or grief or loss or lack or death. We have never known such a life. But with Jesus as your Savior, it's the only life you will ever know. So do not be afraid. For look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Father, thank you for so great a salvation as this. We confess to you our fear. It is great, and it is intensifying and so much of our existence revolves around this experience of fear. You've been gracious in helping us to navigate it, but you have been glorious in removing it from our lives altogether through the gift of your Son. Thank you for the promise of a fearless forever. Thank you for the certainty of that eternity that belongs to all those who know Christ as their Savior. So, Lord, call us today. Soften our hearts and our wills. Move us out of fear and into joy with Jesus as our King. It's in His name that we pray. Amen.